Welcome back, Creatures of the Night, to episode 44 of the Collecting Dead Man podcast. I am your host, as always, Stephen Zeman, and I want to welcome you back to another week of talking Undertaker merchandise, memories, and more. As always, please, if you have not subscribed yet to this podcast, please do so on your preferred podcast platform and leave me a five-star review if you are liking what I'm doing here each and every week. Uh, make sure to follow me on Twitter at CollectUpDead and on Instagram at CollectingDeadMan. So you get all the uh, news about Undertaker merchandise, news about new episodes dropping, and new watch-along schedules. And speaking of watch-along schedules, uh, hopefully this week I will be recording with Eamon to finish off uh, the four-part WrestleMania series as we dive into the end of an era at WrestleMania 28 where The Undertaker and Triple H meet inside Hell in the Cell with Shawn Michaels as the special guest referee. And also looking to um, go into the next part of The Undertaker and Kane story with Kane and Night 10, uh, with Undertaker and Kane double feature with the casket match on Raw on October 18th, 1998, and the meeting at Survivor Series Deadly Game 1998 as well. Uh, Randy Turco and myself will be uh, recording the next installment, the final installment of the Undertaker Tag Team Championship victories with SummerSlam 2001 uh, coming up this week as well. So plenty of watch-alongs coming your week, hopefully uh, coming your way, hopefully uh, by the end of this week or beginning of next week. So plenty of things to look forward to here on the YouTube channel and the podcast. So make sure to subscribe to my YouTube so you can watch us uh, give a commentary live while we're watching the uh, match. Or f- subscribe on the podcast platform so you can listen to us uh, while you are watching the match itself or on your drive to work or errands or anything else you do that you get the Collecting Dead Man podcast coming your way. But that is it for podcast news of the week. Um, just, you know, your simple podcast news as I do each and every week, giving you the rundown of the watch-along schedules and where to find me on social media and to leave that five-star review where you can. So let's jump right into episode 44 as we do each and every week with Tales from the Grave. Tales from the Grave. Now what we started last week on Tales from the Grave is talking about my favorite video game Royal Rumble memories. And last week I talked about, you know, just um, a general thing of what I used to do and what I still do even to this day with my old uh, wrestling games is just to watch uh, the computers do Royal Rumble. It's something me and my parents used to uh, watch when we ate dinner some days. We had nothing else really to watch on TV and I had my video game playing anyway. It was something my dad always liked to uh, have me put on when we were eating is to have the computers do a battle royal. Uh, or Royal Rumble, especially uh, the funny ones, especially the older SmackDown games where the people would just be eliminated so stupidly and so easily. So that was what we started last week. It was just an uh, an umbrella type of thing of all the games. 
Uh, so this week I wanted to dive deeper and talk about games in general. And the games I wanted to focus on this week is of course SmackDown and SmackDown 2. Uh, the first games on the PS1, the first games in the SmackDown series. Um, that would be the video game memory of this week. Next week I'll be talking about probably WrestleMania 2000 and No Mercy. And the following week to end it with we will be talking about uh, SmackDown vs. Uh, Raw 2006 and 2007. So got three good weeks of talking about two video games uh, a week about the Royal Rumble memories. But we kick it off this week with SmackDown and SmackDown 2. And just everything about these games you can tell how far graphics have come uh, in the 20 years but uh, something I've, I've talked about many times here on this podcast when it comes to video games is the video games lost something along the way and you can pop in Smackdown and Smackdown 2 and just have fun with it and especially with the Royal Rumbles they are fun they are hilarious to play hilarious to watch the uh, entrances are uh, you know, so 1999, so 2000. Uh, but just the eliminations are funny. And just, you know, it's just so stupid how wrestlers can be eliminated. Just a back body drop near the ropes can toss the superstar right outside. And it's done. It's eliminated like that. And it's so... They have so many mechanisms and mini games now where it takes... You know, it takes forever for a Royal Rumble to actually finish, which is, you know, more like akin to the actual Royal Rumble match. I understand that. But it's not as fun. It's not fun like how a Royal Rumble in a video game should be, in my opinion. Maybe a lot of people like that type of Royal Rumble match with the mini games, but I don't. I like how they can be eliminated stupidly, easily. Um, you know, just people entering the ring, you punch them the right way, they can go flying over the top rope. It's, it's a sense of realism to the Royal Rumble match as well. So you take both. I think if you would mix both uh, game, uh, systems, like maybe have the realism of people being eliminated relatively quickly, but also, you know, maybe make it spread out so that it feels like an actual Royal Rumble type match. But um, SmackDown and SmackDown 2, you know, the, the graphics aren't great, but the playability is. And just the fact that we're still talking about these games, you know, 22 years later, 23 in, in SmackDown's cases, um, just gives you this, the idea of how, f you know, the people that still enjoy these games are out there. And they have that playability factor. They have the ability to still stand the test of time, you know, in their season modes, in their immense roster for the time that this was released. You know, you may get 50 characters, maybe 60 characters on the disc and the Royal Rumble, which what we were talking about this week. You know, you, have, you start off four people in the ring. And, you know, in less than 30 seconds, when the time comes for the next person can come out there, it could be down to one person. Which, you know, nowadays it takes, like I, like I said in the beginning of the segment, it takes a long time to eliminate somebody in these new games. But not here. And that's what made it fun. That's what made it enjoyable to watch, like I said last week. Enjoyable to watch during dinner. 
enjoyable just to, you know, when you just got bored of playing for like the day or like an hour, couple hours into playing the video game, you just got bored, you just, just put on the Royal Rumble, have the computers play, and you can watch a couple Royal Rumble matches in like a half hour and 45 minutes. And it makes the time go by fast. It makes it fun to enjoy. And you could be doing other things while this is going on in the background. And it gives you the ability to customize your ring mat, customize your arena, what type of arena you want the actual Royal Rumble in. Uh, you can have different pay-per-view mats, like I said, on the, the ring canvas. And you never know who you end. What's great about it is it's all random. You don't know, you can't pick the actual superstars coming into the match. The only people you can pick are the first four entrants. Everything else, completely random of how who they come out, who's actually in the match. There's going to be people not in the, there's going to be people excluded from the match because, of course, there are more than 30 superstars in the roster. And you can't pick who comes out. So it is an actual randomized Royal Rumble. Aside from the first four entrants, everything else you have no control over who comes out, what entry number they come out at, and you can have somebody as ridiculous as Crash Holly or Val Venus end up winning the Royal Rumble, or a main event superstar like The Undertaker or Stone Cold Steve Austin winning the Royal Rumble. It's so random, everybody's like on an even playing field. Because it all depends who's the first four coming in and who's like really the last four coming out. Because basically, if you are really, if you're not controlling anybody in this match, the first four superstars will probably be eliminated relatively quickly. Unless you have control over somebody in the match, the, probably the last four entrants is going to have the greatest opportunity to win that match because of how easily the superstars are eliminated. And that's what made this fun. This is what makes it still fun to this day. This is why I still watch YouTube videos of people playing these Royal Rumbles of these games is because it's fun, it's enjoyable, and it's something that you can still, uh, you know, just enjoy playing or watching to this day. And of course, the my uh, favorite... Um, like figure hunting or video game memory is of course finding these video games so many times over the years because you know you get tired of them you sell them then the nostalgia hits and you want to get them again so always the the experience of finding these either in a uh, vintage video game sh uh, store or collectible store buying them online and having them come in the mail just opening it up you're seeing that classic PlayStation jeweled case and like a CD case and you know the nostalgia hits you all over again so if you have not out if you have not played Smackdown or Smackdown 2 know your role in a long time I suggest buying it or playing it putting on a Royal Rumble watching a YouTube video of somebody playing a Royal Rumble of this game out there and just having fun just enjoying it and just seeing how ridiculous either the person winning the Royal Rumble is and how ridiculous these eliminations can get. Because I've seen back body drops. I've seen uh, choke slams out of the ring. I've seen uh, uh, suplexes. And I've seen running clotheslines out of the ring. It's endless. It's an endless way of how people can be eliminated. And it never gets old. 
So this week, SmackDown, SmackDown 2 is what um, I decided to talk about. Next week, like I said, is going to be WrestleMania 2000 and No Mercy. And the final week of talking about these memories will be 2000, SmackDown vs. Raw 2006 and SmackDown vs. Raw 2007. So I hope you guys are looking forward to my video game memories of these Royal Rumble matches as we head towards the actual Royal Rumble match and Royal Rumble season that is in full effect uh, here on the Collecting Dead Man podcast as we'll get into later on Taker's Mark. Uh, but no real Undertaker news uh, of the week. Uh, Undertaker's quiet and people are quiet about him. Um, the only thing really is Michelle McCool is going to be in the Women's Royal Rumble match that was announced uh, Monday night on Raw that she will be joining many other uh, legendary women like Mickey James, Lita, um, the Bella Twins, uh, Kelly Kelly, so many uh, names from the past, legends like Lita and uh, Mickey James joining a legend like Michelle McCool in the Royal Rumble match. It's going to be fun. Maybe we'll see an appearance from The Undertaker in the Men's Royal Rumble. We can only hope. Uh, But we'll see where it takes us. I always love the Royal Rumble. It's one of my favorite pay-per-views of the year. If not my favorite pay-per-view of the year. Just because I love the uncertainty. I love the surprises. And uh, I love to see where it takes us into WrestleMania season. But that's really the only Undertaker news of the week. Uh, Undertaker figure news is Ringside Collectibles has shipped my or, uh, pre-order of the uh, Championship Showdown Undertaker and Bret Hart 2-packs because they are in stock now at Ringside. Uh, another thing that's in stock is the Elite Top Picks 2023. Um, that has not shipped for me yet because it is grouped with my Ringside Exclusive SummerSlam Undertaker order. Because I thought they would be coming uh, in stock around the same time. Uh, but the Elite Top Picks came into stock first. So if you're looking for either one of those two to come to your door uh, soon, head to Ringside, use any discount code you would like, and make sure that uh, you get your figures through them. Uh, they're always one of the first people to get them. And um, really, no other Undertaker figure news this week. Hopefully, as we head uh, closer to WrestleMania season, that Mattel is going to give us more news. See if there's any new Undertaker figures to add to the ever-growing collection here. And But, uh, you know, to stay tuned to my social media, as I will be posting all news throughout the week if anything does drop. But uh, other than that, let us get into weekly purchases as I dig up the dead man to add to my collection. Welcome to Weekly Purchases. Of course, Weekly Purchases is where the items in my collection have joined due to USPS, UPS, FedEx, by way of eBay, Macari, or if I have found anything in the stores. Um, the things that have entered in my collection this week is Ruthless Aggression Series 43, uh, the last uh, Ruthless Aggression Undertaker in the Ruthless Aggression line, one of the hardest ones really for me to find. 
uh, because you know it's the dying line of ruthless aggression. You know, not a lot of things were produced. Uh, not a lot of people bought it, and people who bought it and are trying to sell it, you know, it's the supply and demand isn't really there. But I was able to find one uh, for a reasonable price, uh, mid mid twenty bucks range, which is reasonable considering how. Um, uh, the distribution and the marketing was of this figure. I consider it as a good price. But uh, one of the final Ruthless Aggression figures for me to add to my collection, uh, especially the single carded figures. Only uh, maybe about four or five more. I know I need to get a couple Ring Rage series, a WrestleMania 25 series, and a. Um, the Great American Bash one, I believe, is the other one. So just four or five more, then the Ruthless Aggression single card is finished. Uh, but Ruthless Aggression 43 is the latest one to enter into my collection. So very happy about that. And um, I think that's the only thing that entered in my collection through way of the mail this week. But one thing I did purchase that has not arrived yet uh, is the very rare KB exclusive Undertaker Buried Alive ring. This is a ring I have not seen come up for sale many times. It is a ring that comes with a Undertaker with the uh, casket, shovel, and a Smackdown Buried Alive ring, I think it looks like. But it's, it's rare. I have not seen it since finding it on KB uh, back... 15 years ago, I think this came out like 07. So like 15 years ago, I think I found this in KB stores and I don't think I've seen it much uh, up for sale since then. So I was able to purchase that, you know, again, for a very fair price. And I can't wait to have that enter in my collection, take photos for my social media to uh, share one of the last uh, superstar rings I need for my collection as well. So one thing that has entered right now, one thing I am waiting on the mail, but uh, you know, see where the collection takes us in 2022. Uh, hopefully to cross some more stuff off the checklist and to finally get uh, a collection room up and running sometime uh, in the next couple months or so. So hopefully if I'm fortunate enough to do that, that uh, is something to look forward to as well. But that is it for weekly purchases and let us move on to Taker's Mark where Royal Rumble season is in full effect. Taker's Mark now last week we started the Ready to Rumble month here on the podcast. And we started with the Royal Rumble that the dead man was victorious. Finally, in 2007, where we were treated to a mini WrestleMania match at the end between Undertaker and Shawn Michaels. Even between Undertaker, Michaels, Edge, and Randy Orton. The final four was Hall of Fame and future Hall of Famer names. And we were treated to The Undertaker's first and only Royal Rumble victory. I talked about how much that Royal Rumble means to me. How much I still enjoy that watching this to this day. And uh, speaking of Royal Rumble 2007. 
the watch along between Keegan and myself dropped uh, well, just a couple days ago. So if you would like to see more of my commentary on that match, make sure to listen to that podcast episode or watch us on YouTube as we go through Royal Rumble 2007. But this week, we continue with the Ready to Rumble month as we go on to the following year, Royal Rumble 2008, where The Undertaker enters in at number one from entering in at number 30 the year prior, and who enters at number two, none other than Shawn Michaels. So we get the mini WrestleMania match once again, but instead of ending the Rumble, it begins the Rumble. And how fitting is it that in 2007, they finished the Rumble, 2008, they begin the Rumble, and in 2009, we get the actual WrestleMania match, and in 2010, we get the second WrestleMania match between them. So a a four-year story between Undertaker and Shawn Michaels here, uh, just continuing from 97 and 98. Uh, but Royal Rumble 2008, Madison Square Garden, we are treated to a Michael Buffer entrance of The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels. And uh, they just are just amazing what Undertaker uh, does in a Royal Rumble match. I think he lasts uh, like 45 minutes before being eliminated by um, Shawn Michaels. I know Undertaker eliminates Gene Snitsky, Shawn Michaels eliminates Undertaker, and then uh, Mr. Kennedy eliminates Shawn Michaels. And uh, it's just, but before that all happens, you know, you get Undertaker and Shawn Michaels eliminating Santino, you get Undertaker fighting against Cody Rhodes, CM Punk, John Morrison, uh, Jimmy Snuka, Roddy Piper. Uh, Triple H, you get so many uh, great names in there for The Undertaker uh, before being eliminated, and he just shows how far and how long he can actually go in a Rumble. Uh, Like I said, it's like 45 minutes, I think, before he's finally eliminated, and just the amount of talent that he meets in this match, and it's just so weird to see how much talent is not there anymore, what talent is no longer with us that has sadly passed away, um, and what talent is actually still with the WWE so many years later, which is not much, as uh, I can't remember everybody that was in that match, even though I just saw it like maybe a week or so ago. But it's just the it just goes back to say how much fun a Royal Rumble match is because you never know who's gonna come out, you never know who's gonna be facing off against who. And you never know, you know, how long a person's going to be in there to actually make a difference. But The Undertaker makes a difference in so many ways here in the Royal Rumble match. As many people have pointed out, uh, especially Cody Rhodes over the years, that uh, Undertaker told him to make a name for himself. And because this was Cody Rhodes' first Royal Rumble, as it was a lot of people's Royal Rumble, and they attacked The Undertaker. He said this was their way of making a name for themselves. Attack him in the match. You know, try and eliminate him. Even though they're not going to be successful, they know who to go after. And, you know, and Undertaker knows that the camera's on him. Because Undertaker has that presence. 
and whoever is facing off against The Undertaker, people are seeing that as well. Because not only are you seeing Undertaker, you're seeing who Undertaker is sparring against. And he's sparring against Cody Rhodes, he's sparring against CM Punk, Mr. Kennedy, Batista, Shawn Michaels, Snitsky. He has all, John Morrison, he has all these people he's fighting against because he knows the camera's not only on him, it's on the person he's fighting as well. And he's helping these people make names for themselves because he knows, you know, he knows he's not going to be in there to win it because, you know, they, they know who the winner is. But he's in there to help, you know, make himself look like The Undertaker, make himself look strong. But not only that, but make the other people around him look strong as well. And make the other people look like a strong enough threat to eliminate him from the Royal Rumble. And next week, as we talk about Royal Rumble 2009, we're going to see that again. As he spars off against Chris Jericho, CM Punk, Triple H... Randy Orton, Legacy, Big Show, all all the names, um, again, and we're going to have names that are going to be entering the Rumble for the first time again, that takes it to The Undertaker. Because just like in 08 and all the Rumbles before and after, he does this for a reason. Because the cameras on Undertaker, not only for The Undertaker himself, but for the other person that's fighting against him. And that's what makes Undertaker and these Rumbles so exciting because is he going to win it? You never know. He may win it. But who's going to eliminate him? What's the storyline's going to go from there? And then you get all these different storylines. You get all these different fans that are looking at The Undertaker and then also looking to see who's Undertaker fighting against. Where's this going to go? Is this going to lead to a storyline for WrestleMania? And then you get people talking about the other people as well. So that is the match for this week. Royal Rumble 2008. Uh, definitely one of my favorite ones. 2007, 2008, 2009 is three years of one of my favorite Royal Rumble matches. And of course 2010 is Undertaker's championship match against Rey Mysterio. So you got a nice four year block of Royal Rumble matches and memories there. Um, so like I said, next week is 2009 and we'll see about what the final Royal Rumble match, uh, I'll be talking about to end off ready to rumble month here on the Collecting Dead Man podcast. But we move on to the final segment of the episode, my favorite segment, Buried Alive, where I talk about a weird or what the F piece of Undertaker merchandise destroy it, and say, why is Power Man Collection anyway? So let's get ready for Buried Alive. Like we do each and every week on Buried Alive is take a weird or what the F piece of Undertaker merchandise, talk about it, Say it's why it's one of the worst things ever created. And say why it's probably also in my collection as well. Now this piece of Undertaker merchandise is in my collection. I remember purchasing this when it first came out. Uh, being kind of uh, disappointed with its execution. And we're going to talk about why. It is the Mattel 
WWE create a WWE superstar zombie set. And um, it is an Undertaker zombie set. It comes with a breakable tombstone. Um, you know, it's a tattoo sheet. And an Undertaker head that you can place on this zombie body. Uh, the zombie body also has like a black uh, tattered cloak. Almost reminiscent of what Undertaker wore at WrestleMania 29. Uh, it's that type of cloak. If only if it was black and closable. Uh, I think it would be a much better uh, accessory addition here. But you get a, a green zombie body, brown tattered pants, black boots, with the addition of skeleton arms and skeleton feet. Uh, and Undertaker head that's in normal person color. Uh, now this whole set is like a jumble of horrible parts coloring and decisions because if you're going to include the undertaker head and if it's going to be colored like the undertaker skin tone at least give us maybe skin tone parts to put on it or make the undertaker's head green or skeletal to fit the other body parts but besides the undertaker's head and the tombstone, nothing of this really screams Undertaker. They could have done so much better in its execution, like they did with the Hulk Hogan create a superstar set, like they did with the John Cena set, and I think they did a good one with either Sting or Triple H, where they really executed it nicely. Um, I know that unreleased wrestling figures on Instagram posted the mock-up of the original um, Undertaker, how it was supposed to look, the prototype figure, and that one looked um, much better than this. It had like Undertaker type pieces that you can attach to it, uh, like an Undertaker battle armor, uh, Undertaker like tights with his logo on it, his logos. It's almost like I would describe it as like battle armor Skeletor, but instead of the Skeletor lo logos, it had the TX on his chest. It had the TX on his tights. It had like bumpy elbows. So it's like he's wearing like a, a large jacket. That one, even though it's not colored, um, you know, in the traditional colors because it's a prototype. They use a different type of colored plastics. So you can't really tell the detail, but you can tell enough to see how much better that execution would have been. Instead of this, we get a tattered cloak which is brown, which is something Undertaker's never wore. It would have been much better if it was black, if it would have had some type of uh, design on it. Uh, we get a zombie body with skeletal legs and arms, um, and Undertaker flesh-colored head. Um, it's a bad execution, like I've been saying. Bad execution, bad accessory, bad body part choices. It just, everything about this is bad. And it could have been so much better. And yes, I have this in my collection. I just saw it yesterday going through my bins. And said, you know what? This is going to be the Buried Alive piece for the segment tomorrow. And uh, it is. Because it is. And they say endlessly, endless ways to build. And realistically, it's not. Because sooner or later, either the body is going to look terrible with the pieces you chose. It's going to look... 
uh, unrecognizable of what you can make this into because they only give you one torso choice. They only give you two head choices and one of them is the Undertaker and it doesn't even look good on the body. And the arms, the pants, nothing of it screams Undertaker. It's just the head and the, t- and the tombstone. That's what screams Undertaker. Nothing else does. So it's not endless ways to build. You've got like two or three options. And one of the options is like an Undertaker head on a green body, which looks ridiculous. But that is Buried Alive for the week. Um, I will post the photo, as I always do, in my um, episode mashup. So you can get to see how uh, ridiculous this piece actually is. And next, stay tuned to the channel and the podcast um, for uh, your watch-alongs coming, hopefully this week or next week. And stay tuned to my social media for all the updates for podcast watch-alongs, and Undertaker news as well. So thank you for joining me here, as you do each and every week at the Collecting Dead Man podcast. I appreciate your support. I appreciate your listening and for the five-star reviews that you hopefully leave me. And until next week, Creatures of the Night, same Taker time, same Taker channel. Keep on rolling, baby. See you then. I hope you have enjoyed this episode of Collecting Dead Man. Please continue to subscribe and leave us a five-star review where you can. Follow me on Twitter at CollectUpDead and on Instagram at CollectingDeadMan. Check out my Linktree page so you can find the links to all my merchandise stores, where you can find wherever this podcast is available, and where you can subscribe to my YouTube channel. Hit the like button and subscribe there as well. Please continue to support this podcast in any way you can. And until next week, Creatures of the Night, keep on rolling.